Welcome back to the Over the Border Podcast. I'm your host, Justin. This is episode 11, and as always, I'm with the boys, Kyle and Ryan. Kyle, how are we feeling tonight? Feeling great. You know, we took last week off. Um, we had a rough week with picks, I'm not going to lie. We took last week off because of COVID, not because of the picks, although you might think because of Justin's picks, we did. But no, uh, a little bit of COVID with the boys, specifically Justin. Maybe that's why his picks were bad, but we're COVID back this brain. week. COVID brain for sure. We're back this week. Lots of picks, bounce back week coming. The Eagles play the Cowboys. I am fired up. Ryan, how are you doing? Well, we only took a week off, but it honestly felt like we took a month off to me. I couldn't wait to come back. United's been pissing me off. I don't even want to get started with United. I'm not even going to mention them anymore in this podcast. Yeah, for sure. But it is a huge bounce back week for the boys. We are coming with good picks today, I hope. I need Hopefully, Jarmic, he's healthy. COVID free, big bounce back week. I need it. Speaking of last week, let's just give a quick rundown of last week's picks. We don't have to. I went four and six, bringing me to 51% overall. Ryan went two and two. He's 53.7 overall. Credit to Ryan. He's been giving out winners. Doesn't put out a lot of volume, but he's winning a lot. And now, Justin, one and eight last week, brings burr, him down burr, burr. to 46.7%. The stat guy just. Divisional unders went 0-5, and I'm proud to say they are retired. Maybe not forever, but for this week, that guy just is retired. As a podcast, we are just hitting at a little bit above 50%. Can I just jump in here for a second? I just uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to apologize, and uh, I think retired is actually the wrong word. I'm dead. I'm dead inside. Yep. Yep. I'm a losing gambler, and I'm dead. And the stat guy just stat unders are dead. And they're dead for the rest of the 2021-2022 NFL season. I appreciate you know, the honesty, to be fair. It's, there's it's, really, it, it takes a strong man to come there's out. There's a silver thing. lining to this, though. What about next season? You tweak your system, and now you you're the divisional the over. over guy. Maybe. Let's see, let's, life's too short to live bit. for unders. Exactly. Um, before we get into Coast to Coast... As I was saying before, dead guy just cut me off. We're hitting at fifty percent, but after this week, I promise you, we're going to be above that. We got lots of winners coming. Let's dive in. What's the coast to coast saying? All right, coast to coast recap. Recapping news across Canadian sports. Let's all, as always, let's start with the NHL. The Vancouver Canucks under my boy Bruce Bruce Boudreau. Bruce Brood. Oh, I actually almost uh, oh, screwed you're gonna up. Oh, no. Top. I oh, no. Well, they're two points out of a wild card spot. They, like maybe Stack Guy just at the start of the next NFL season, are alive, back from the dead. They're two points out of a wild card spot. They're sitting at 16, 15, and 2. Bruce, there it is. <laughs> Boost, there it is, baby. Get aboard the caboose. Choo-choo. Fucking wagons. All right. The Edmonton Oilers, they're 18, 13, and 2. Yikes, they, uh. The wheels are falling off the wagon a little bit. Dave Tippett throwing Koskinen under the bus the other night, and McDavid is now in protocol. They're on a 9 and 13 stretch. It's quite embarrassing. I kind of hope they turn it around because when they're rolling, it's electric to watch. Calgary is 17, 8, and 6. Winnipeg, 16, 11, and 5. And the Ottawa Senators are 9-18-2. Kyle, you got some notes about the Sens? Unfortunately, I do. They are not happy notes. We are back to 
the depressed Sens fans we have been for the past little while. Um, the first issue, the Sens right now aren't playing at home due to revenue issues. Ontario is only allowing 1,000 fans at games, and the Sens will just be losing money doing it. They don't have the bank account to support uh, playing in front of 1,000 fans. So right now, they're just not playing at home, and I think they're kind of on a home stand right now, so they just haven't been playing in general. Um, some other news, um, it's it was in Reddit, or on Reddit, sorry. Uh, I don't know how accurate it is but there were some rumors going around that the arena workers checks have been bouncing um, since around christmas so that is an extremely tough look the sends are a disaster again and uh you know all we can really say is melnick out i uh don't, melnick out. i don't want to get uh my hopes up your hopes up but my mom very reliable source dedicated Most listener shout out margaret yeah. sent me an article that there's a rumor that there is a potential buyer that is backing Alfie and Phillips to buy the Ottawa Senators. So, I mean, that would be absolutely electric. It's just a uh, rumor. It's... My favorite player, but I had seen this bounced around a few times now, and just being a Sens fan, I don't want to get my hopes up. Fingers crossed. Anyway, exactly. Now, more depressing news for Sens fans: the Leafs are twenty-eight or twenty-one eight and two which is just tough and then the embarrassment of canada for the first time in four years isn't the sense perhaps 723 and four ryan what the fuck do you have to say for yourself your team sucks uh, i got no words and to be fair i don't even think fans want to go to the game so the the province of quebec shutting down uh basically everything it's a full-on covid outbreak i think the, the habs playing in front of no fans i think it's it's good I don't think they deserve it. Quite but you know what? We still want the first overall pick, a.k.a. Shane Wright. I know he didn't have a good World Juniors, but guess what? It's Shane Wright. He'll carry the Hobbs to victory. He did not look good at the World Juniors. I mean, he didn't play poorly. He just didn't do much. <laughs> no, it's yeah, in the, in I don't the know. few There's... games. He wasn't like Canada's star. I, I get you, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I just expected him to stand out a lot more, especially after all the ball washing you've done on him. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if he actually pans out. I mean, McDavid in his first uh, World Juniors really didn't stand out too much. So we'll see what happens with that. Although Bedard looks fucking sick. No kidding. He is going to be a stud. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate, but, you know, I, World Juniors being canceled because of COVID, I, I think people just, this is just my personal opinion, we just need to get on with life. It's a common cold, maybe. <laughs> we just have to keep it going. I don't disagree. And as Ryan just mentioned, the World Juniors were canceled due to COVID. Obviously, we were super upset about it. I mean, we, did, we as well as the World Juniors, took a little COVID break, but... Uh, we're back, and unfortunately, the World Juniors aren't back, so that sucks. But uh, on a positive note, we get to see potentially Owen Power play for Canada at the Olympics. Also saw that McTavish and Gooley were in the mix. So although we didn't get to see um, those guys shine amongst their peers, we might be able to see them play against maybe the next tier of men below the NHL level. So that's kind of exciting. Shout out to uh, Belleville Senators superstar Michael Delzato for uh, potentially cracking the roster. I saw that. But that's besides the point. Um, 
We did, however, have some of our World Junior bets that we gave out play. Kyle went 1-1. One and one. I continued my abysmal week, went 0-1, and, and Ryan was 1-0. and 0. So, could have been better, could have been worse. We went 500 as a podcast betting against 18-year-olds. So, hey, you win some, you lose some. For me, you lose most, but it is what it is. Now let's get well, into some Scott. NHL talk. For the first time in a while, we actually have some NHL talk to report on, and I'm excited about it. Um, just today, the Chicago Blackhawks traded Alex Nylander to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Sam Lafferty. Um, I don't know a lot about Lafferty. I know a little bit about Nylander. Obviously, um, he's William's brother. He was kind of touted as a pretty good prospect, hasn't really done too much. Um, I think it's just kind of an organizational move for both guys here. Just kind of give them a fresh start. And it seems like anyone on the pens can just come out of nowhere and be a 30-goal scorer. So it wouldn't shock me at all if um, Nylander eventually develops into a great forward. They just seem to develop guys so well. And uh, the pens are buzzing this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that trade. Speaking of trades, the Coyotes are currently taking calls on Jacob Chikrin. This is not overly, excuse me, not overly surprising as obviously they are a joke of a hockey team, much like the Canadians. However, what is a little bit surprising, I mean, you have seven wins, man. I don't know what you want me to say, (laughs) but uh, the surprising thing is they're asking for an Eichel-like haul. I think that's a little bit crazy. Chikrin is a great defenseman, young prospect, still a lot of room for growth, but I just, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot out of him, and asking for an Eichel like Hall just seems like way too much. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I agree. Bit of a difference between the two players. Yeah, I agree. I mean, again, it's easy, it's easier to quantify a guy like Eichel because he's a forward, he scores, he can produce more points. But I agree that an Eichel like Hall is a little bit ridiculous. But he was a first round pick, he plays like a first round pick. And he's only 23 years old. So I can kind of get why they are maybe potentially overvaluing him a little bit. For the right price, I wouldn't be upset if the Sens took a shot. Now, he is a left shot defenseman. Thomas Shabbat is the best defenseman on the Sens. He's also a left shot. So I don't know if he'd be the right fit in Ottawa. But our back end could use some help in a guy like Jacob Chikrin with all the assets that we have and prospects and coming through the pipeline, I wouldn't hate it to have a 23-year-old stud D-man to, uh, you know, maybe anchor power play too and just give us some depth at the position that we haven't had since fucking Eric Carlson. Yeah, well, that's there's, a good point. There's, there's an upside to getting him. It's just the haul. Yeah, no, it's Eichel, crazy. It, given it, like, trading for Eichel is already a huge trade enough. You don't often see D-man as – get a huge trade offer or like a haul that that size well i mean yeah it's kind of hard to figure out the value of a defenseman especially one that's so young but i also see where the coyotes are coming from you don't want to trade a guy like chikrin um and not get a huge haul and then he pans out to be you know a a top defenseman and you just look like complete idiots and you sold the farm for nothing so kind of a tough spot i don't really see anything happening anytime soon now i mean i just to go back to one more thing um if you look at Someone like Eric Carlson, the Eric Carlson trade. Now, I know I'm a Sens fan, so like I'm dialed into that kind of stuff, but it's he was the best defenseman in the world for when he played for Ottawa. Literally the best defenseman in the world. And now the Sens ended up getting a pretty decent haul. It panned out in the long term, but in the short term, again, the Sens had no leverage, but. 
the best defenseman in the world yielded what like three draft picks, a prospect, and a couple of guys that are depth players at best, like Chris Tierney and Dylan DeMello. Josh Norris looks sick, and Tim Stutzla is good and hopefully can develop into a superstar, but it's kind of hard to to say that Jacob Chikrin is better than Eric Carlson when the Sens dealt him, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if I'm making I sense. I see what you're saying, but I don't think it's quite that simple because he was coming off major, major surgery that obviously ended up impacting the rest of his career. They were taking a big risk trading for him then. And then, obviously, as you mentioned, the Sens had absolutely no leverage whatsoever. Yeah, so right. I don't I don't really think it's the exact same thing, but I do see your point on just kind of gauging value. Yeah, that, that I was, also that think was more that my in, in today's NHL, the value of defensemen has risen quite a bit. Teams are now seeing the value in uh, strong defensemen. It seems like there's a boatload of great forwards, and it's kind of more rare to have a defenseman you can really rely on. But I think we've talked about that enough two more notes um the gm search is still on in anaheim right now they're fielding uh kind of calls on korea and niedermeyer which i think would be pretty cool you know growing up those guys were obviously superstars when the ducks were a wagon and it would be pretty cool to see them in the front office there and then the last note i have did you guys see the makar overtime goal last night speaking sometimes of... sometimes looking at the guy I, I i forget he's a defenseman Speaking of valuing defensemen, that was sick. Sick. For those EASHL players, that guy's got elite edges. That He turned <laughs> on a fucking dime. Made, that, made them look And then the stupid. move he made it was gross. on Flurry oh, was just my incredible. God. Was I mean, he, he's made, a cheat code out there. Chicago that was just stupid. not fair. Yeah, it was absolutely nuts. Uh Probably up there for goal of the year. I mean, it's hard to compete with McDavid's like 1v4s, but that one will be in the conversation, I have no doubt. Game winner, too. I got a top yeah. three for you. McDavid against the Rangers. Sonny Milano. Not Sonny yep. Michelle. Whoa. Sonny Milano. Yep. Cal McCarr. Yeah, I don't hate that. Very, I feel like yeah, there was another McDavid goal, too, though, that would be in there. I forget the goal. But anyways, it'll definitely be up there. Um, on to picks for the NHL. I'm the only one with picks this week. We're going to roll with Red Wings money line plus 120 against the Ducks. Um, that game's tomorrow night. The Ducks are dealing with a number of COVID issues. I think Getzlaff, um, Zegras, and then a couple others are on the list. Um, Detroit's been just a scrappy team all year. They find ways to score. Um, they've been winning games. So I'll take them at plus money all day against a hurt Ducks team. Other play I'm going with, Jets. Um, Avalanche over six. These teams like to score a lot of goals. Um, obviously, Jets have the goaltending advantage, but Colorado doesn't play much defense. I think uh, this game will open up, and I like over six. All right, well, moving along to the NFL. One of the craziest things I've ever seen was A.B. quitting mid-game. Now, I think the guy needs some help. I'm going to be honest. So I don't really oh, want to something, go. Something's not good. Something's yeah, I don't not really want to get too much in depth because I can't. I don't know enough about enough to speak on it. But that was wild. Wild. And uh, moving along, Ryan, how horny oh. are you that, da- that Derek, I almost called him David. David. Derek Henry. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Henry is back at practice. 
I'll rise for King Henry. Now, honestly, it's it's the best news any Titans fan could have seen before going back in the playoffs. We're playing the Texans this weekend. If we win, we get a bye. That would be even bigger for Henry, so he can maybe even get into like football shape. There's a difference between being in shape and football shape. And when it comes to the That's playoffs, funny. being in football shape is huge. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, so after the last couple weeks, because we haven't really recorded, I mean, the playoff picture is looking more and more set. We've got some divisional winners in the NFC. The Packers clinched the one seed. The Bucks clinched the south. The west, however, is up for grabs. The Cowboys, let's go, clinch the east. The Rams and the Cardinals are fighting for the division and a wild card spot. Although I think they have, they both clinched the playoffs, I believe. Um, and then the 49ers yeah, and the Saints are battling for the last wild card spot. The Philadelphia Eagles are there in the playoffs too. That's right. Philadelphia <laughs> been gassing them up. They come out of nowhere and they're in the playoffs and they are going to make some noise, let me tell you. I thought you were a Colts fan. Or just a I'm not even going to acknowledge that. I'm not even going to acknowledge these idiots. You'll see the Eagles. I don't need to talk. You'll see. And then in the AFC, uh, the Titans are currently sitting in the one seed, but that's still up for grabs, as Ryan said. If the Titans win, I think they clinch, eh? Um, the Chiefs clinch the West. The Bengals beat the Chiefs, knocked them out of the number one spot, and they clinched the North for the first time since, like, 2015. So that was pretty sick. The East is up for grabs between the Bills and the Pats. Then the Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Chargers, and Colts are in the mix for the last wild card spot. So the NFC is, has taken form between two teams for the last wild card spot, but it still could be pretty crazy this weekend in the AFC rivalry week. So, or we move on. There's a scenario that could possibly happen. I mean, it's very unlikely, but if the Colts somehow lose to the charge uh, sorry to the, the Jag. jaguars which i mean is obviously very unlikely but if they somehow lose then that primetime football game between the raiders and chargers becomes huge because if the two teams tie they would both make the playoffs that's I mean, crazy it would be insane like what if they just knelt the whole game what if it was just neil that was, neil, the, f- that was the first possession. idea that came through my head it's hey what if we just Keep like, then you guarantee that you're both hey, getting in. You too, know? Much, too, much too much pride. Too much pride. I know it wouldn't happen in the league, wouldn't let that happen, but legitimately that would be the smartest thing to do. It would be. Just yeah. protect. Guarantee your team yeah. gets in. Yeah. But anyways, I just think uh, if that somehow happens, that would be one of the best Sunday night football games of the year. Even if they tie accidentally. Yeah, people be, are gonna think people say. are gonna think that it was rigged from the get go. Yeah, definitely. You know, if that game happens, you gotta sprinkle. You gotta die. sprinkle. You draw. gotta sprinkle it a little. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> sprinkle the draw. Okay, well, as Kyle mentioned off the top of the show, we're not as excited about the Sunday night football game as we are the Saturday night game. Eagles, Cowboys, pride more than anything on the line as both these teams have locked up a playoff spot. It's going to be electric. Me and Kyle, we got some plans. We're doing a little. We decided at the beginning of the year that we were going to do a little home and home. So he was at my place when the Cowboys played the Eagles last. Eagles are at home. We're not going to be at his house. We're going to be at his cottage. But it's going to be electric. We're going to have an absurd amount of money on the game between the two of us. We did last time. 
just leave it at that. However, Micah Parsons hit the COVID list today, which scares me because the Cowboys are one of few teams that haven't really dealt with many COVID issues. Amari Cooper um, had COVID in the middle of the season, but we didn't really get ravaged like a whole bunch of other teams. So I'm hoping that they can contain Micah and have him healthy for the playoffs. But I just hope we don't get railroaded by the virus and ruin our chances at doing anything. So, yeah, no, al- that would be an absolute shame. <laughs> he's also a big part of our team. So, losing him for Saturday night is tough. All right, enough about to, the I'm Cowboys. To, I'm going to have to pick a side, though, between uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles. Well, or you I mean, could just take the over. You've ball watched the Cowboys all year, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if you were. Oh, I'm in a teaser. Oh, you know what? Just just for the sake of the podcast, I might have to throw him in a teaser. Of course. Before we move on, though, can you tease? Enough wait, with wait, the Cowboys. I got a question. Talk. I genuinely don't know. Can you tease both sides? No. No. Imagine you, you, the you, did, did, you can tease like the, the over and a side and the under and a side, but you can't yeah. tease both sides. That'd be crazy. Imagine just hoping for a middle. <laughs> that that. that very that 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 just be kind of finessing the system, yeah. Especially the plus plus minus seven games, where you can basically get a winner to pick them, and if it finishes a three score game, bada boom, bada beam. Oh, not a three score game, a three point game. All right, enough with the big brain talk here. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Getting off the rails here, but let's talk a little bit. Eagles. I want to call out the Washington football team. Their stadium, FedEx Field, is an absolute joke. I don't know if you guys saw this clip. Yeah, they almost, yeah. like, fans almost got, I don't know how no one got hurt. Jalen Hurts is walking Luckily. off the field after the game. There's a bunch of Philly fans at the tunnel, you know, wanting to high-five him, an autograph or whatever. All of a sudden, the railing completely falls over, goes about a foot away from, like, destroying his knee. The stadium is a joke. There was clips earlier this year of, like, sewage water leaking, it's an absolute dumpster fire. This organization reminds me of the Sens. It's just an absolute I hate to say it, shambles. But that is, that is kind of true. Shout out Steve Gannett. We should, Washington uh, football we should team fan, be, Sens fan. We should just sue the absolute shit out of them. That was a joke. Thankfully, no one got hurt, but that was just disgusting to see. Um, one more thing before we get into our picks. I was going on Cool Bet the other day just looking at uh, what kind of NFL options they have, and I came across this bet. So you can bet on... An NFC or AFC Super Bowl champion. The line's at a pick 'em. Now, I mean, it doesn't oh. sound like a great bet, but if you boil it down, you're looking at the Packers and the Bucks Cowboys. against the Chiefs. No, and the Titans. You can basically the bet the Packers and the Bucks at a pick 'em against the Chiefs. Now, I think if the Chiefs and Packers were in the Super Bowl, I would put the line at Packers minus three. Bucks might be more of a pick or even Chiefs favorite, but I don't know. I just think it's an interesting bet because there aren't a lot of contenders um, in the AFC, to be honest with you. Yeah. No, I, I beg to differ. I think the Titans might be uh, Super Bowl uh, contenders this year. On... Titans are hey, an we, joke. I don't care. To be fair, first. we were, we were to one win. They play. I can't wait. We were one win away from a Super Bowl appearance last year. How great would it be if it was Titans-Colts in the first game? How great would that be? That would be pretty electric. Uh, it would be electric. I really hope that it, happens. It'd be, I can't wait. It'd be Taylor versus Henry. Yeah. And I would, and Henry would just eat everyone. He'd feast. It's King Henry. He's feasting. Okay. Well, 
Let's get into our picks. And as Kyle mentioned off the top of the show, the divi- and I, I died. So divisional, no divisional unders this week. Got killed last week in every game's a divisional matchup. So I'm not taking the under in every game. That would just be no fun. So I've got a few picks. I'm dialing it back because I've been just painting the board and just living in the red. It feels like I'm just down bad. I got it with the week off and I was in COVID protocol. So I had to literally just live in my room and in my head. So I just, for fun, I started hammering parlays and I was just getting killed. So a little bit of a smaller slate for me this week, but I'm taking the Browns against the Bengals. I couldn't find a line this afternoon when I was looking, um, but I think the Browns are plus three based on what I saw in the action network. They are, they are plus three. Burroughs so, is also being sat this week. But oh, he is? Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. Well, that's even bigger. I liked it either way because it just felt like a letdown spot. It felt like the uh, the Bengals won the Super Bowl last week by beating the Chiefs. Super Baker's happy. also not playing. Yeah, Baker's overrated. Um, so, yeah, I'm taking the Browns plus three. I'm taking the Raiders plus three against the Chargers. I just think this is such a big game. I can't. There's going to be a lot of pressure potentially on one team to win. And so I think it's going to be close. So give me the Raiders plus the points. <clears throat> I'm also taking the Cowboys minus seven. Let's fucking ride. I'm also on the Cowboys Eagles over in that game. Because I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense played, especially with Micah Parsons out. So give me over 42 and a half. I'm also taking the Bills minus 16 and a half against the Jets. I actually originally wrote down Jets plus 16 and a half. Then I saw like 66% of the public was on the Jets. So public fade. Don't overthink it. Take the jet, or take the Bills minus 16 and a half. I'm also on the 49ers plus four and a half against the Rams. I don't think the Rams are frauds per se, but they're soft. So I think the 49ers, they're kind of a rough and tumble, hard nose, run the football, run play action. George Kittle's a monster. The human body craves contact. Give me the 49ers plus four and a half. All right, on to my picks. But before I give them, I just want to make it clear that Justin did not have Cowboys minus seven on his card. He was being a coward, and I basically forced him to put it on his card. I mean, you got to back your own team in a big game like this. Hey, hey, I just hey. think it's pretty pathetic. I was wow. We're betting each other. It's not on the yeah. We are. So why don't you have it on your card? Well, it's on my card. Cowboys minus seven. Well, he might be a coward, but I can tell you, I am not. First, well, play, the pod will go one and one on those with, picks. That's for sure. Eagles money line plus 260. That is juicy. The, the link is going to be absolutely buzzing. I just want to point and out, Ryan, that we also could go 0 and 2. Oh, wait, never mind. He has money line, not plus yeah. 7. Yeah. yeah. Oh, never We're mind. We're going money line. We're going money never line. Never mind. Right. Eagles at home. We're going money line, but we'll talk about that later. My next play, we're going with Chiefs minus 10 against the Broncos. Um, this game is in Denver. But we've seen the Chiefs stomp the Broncos before. Drew Locke isn't it. Um, and the Broncos aren't playing for anything. Chiefs, Chiefs are going to roll them. Chiefs must win, exactly. It's just a spot where you bet the Chiefs and they're going to roll them. Next player, we're going with Ravens, minus 5.5 against Big Ben in his last game. The Ravens do have a small chance of making the playoffs. Um, I think this is going to be an easy game for them. It's a big letdown spot. You know, Big Ben coming off a super emotional night. Uh, in Pittsburgh, played his last game at home. Cheers on the field. It was it was a good game. You know, I was happy for him that he won. But this is just a letdown spot. 
playing on the road against the Ravens. Um, I don't think, I mean, it, it is his last game, but it's not going to feel the same as his last game at home. I love the Ravens, minus five and a half here. And then my last game, Cardinals, minus six and a half against Seattle. I believe the Cards are also potentially playing for... Um, I think they're in the running for the division. That's what yep. I, yeah, exactly. So this game matters to them. The Seahawks, this game doesn't matter at all. Um, I mean, they've just had a piss poor season. I think the Cardinals are going to roll them here and set themselves up for the playoffs, which they could be playing the Cowboys. And that would be quite a good game. No, if definitely if you're looking to bet on this weekend's NFL slate, look for teams and games that actually have importance because some games will just mean absolutely nothing. Either teams are out or they've already secured it. Like the pa- have the Packers already uh Yeah, the Packers, Packers are, are in. Nice. They're probably going to be sitting Rodgers. Um yeah. so yeah, if you are betting, make sure to do your research cuz lots of guys are being sat this week. There's going to be a ton of line movement. Just make sure to take a look. It honestly wouldn't be the worst thing this week to kind of wait out certain games to bet on them. I mean, most of the ones that we've given out are teams that are in contention, so there's no reason that they'd be sitting people, but other teams maybe. So just keep keep that in mind. And that's why like I only have four plays for you guys, but all four of my plays are kind of based around the same games. So first off, of course, it happens every episode. We have the regular teaser. Chiefs minus four, as Kyle said. I think they're just going to stop the Broncos. It's a must-win game if they want to get a bye in the, in the first round of the playoffs. Against the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater out. Give me Chiefs minus four. Teaser it with the Cardinals minus half. Basically a pick em against the Seahawks. Kyler, basically a must-win game. He'll carry them even with Hopkins out. Give the ball to Connor, throw it to AJ or even Kirk. Second play, Chiefs team total over 27 and a half. As I've, I, I honestly just said, Chiefs are going to stomp the Broncos even away. I think Mahomes is going to have a hell of a game. Probably throw over 300 yards. Give me Chiefs team total over 27 and a half. And then, of course, the Bills first half play, minus nine and a half. They're playing the Jets. As Justin said, the public's on the Jets. That's only one sign. Fade the Jets. And then as little... Jets, Jets, Jets. And as a little cheeky fun Moneyline parlay, it's called the Triple C Parlay. Chiefs, Cards, Cowboys... Plus 115 at plus odds, hard to pass it. Give me the money line plus odd parlay. That disgusts me, and I just can't wait until that parlay is dead Saturday night. That's all I need to say. All right. Now, Kyle and Ryan, take it away. What other picks do you guys have this weekend? All right. First, looking at the NBA, we got one pick lined up. We're going with the Celtics money line. They're playing on the road against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. The Knicks are 8 and 11 at home. They're not doing very well. Um, the Celtics are going to roll them. Uh, it's a pick 'em game. I love the value in the Celtics here. I'll take them all day at basically a pick 'em against the Knicks. College football. We are finally at the national championship. And who would have guessed Georgia and Alabama? Who would have guessed who that? Right? That, that never happens. Um, it's just a crazy turn of events to have these two teams play again. In, in real talk, it's a joke. I mean, they need to switch up the system. Uh, it's just becoming so predictable. Same it's matchups every year. It's it's very repetitive. Um, they need to institute the 12-team playoff system. And, I mean, maybe you'd end up with the same result. But I just think it would still make things 
a lot more interesting. Give some other teams at least a shake. Give them exactly. Yep, and, exactly. You know, a one-game playoff, anything can happen. And so I think it would change things up quite a bit. But anyways, regardless, I'm still looking forward to this game. It's going to be a great game. I still haven't picked a side yet. Right now I am leaning on Georgia. But I'm just regretting betting that, watching the game, and feeling like a complete idiot for fading Saban. So right now I don't have uh, a team picked. But I am going to ride with Georgia-Bama under 52.5. I think both these teams are going to play very gritty defense. They're not going to give up a lot. They do have explosive offenses, but I think it's really going to come down to the defensive side of the ball. But Ryan, you feel differently about that. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, As I've said in many past episodes, life's too short to bet on the under. It's a championship game. Historically, these games tend to go over 50. It's over 51 and a half. And with Georgia and Bama's offensive firepower, it's hard to bet the under. I bet I wish you all the luck sweating it out, Kyle. But I'm going to be betting over 51 and a half. Hey, technically, we can both win. Yeah, yeah you know, there, there is a world where we both get a win here. We that need it to land at 52. That, if that happens, it's thank you, God given Domingo. Thank you. But I'm going over 51 and a half for the last college football game. All right. Well, good luck. One more play in the segment. We're going to college basketball. Tomorrow, I'm riding with Indiana minus two against 13th ranked Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State has earned this rank at all. Um, they haven't been as good as they were expected to be. The AP rankings don't reflect how good they are. And Indiana, on the other hand, is 10-3, and three, playing at home. A tough environment to play in. I love Indiana minus two. I think the public's going to be all over Ohio. So give me Indiana minus two. All right, now let's jump into the listener segment. We've had some turnover. Yes, we have. Unfortunately, both Ryan and Ben lost. The road to 10K... That lasted very just, short. Just didn't happen, unfortunately. Hopefully in the future, he gets another shot and we get that road to 10K going again. But unfortunately, they're out. So we have two new picks. First pick, we got Bob, who is rolling with the Saints minus four. And then we have Mr. Schroeder riding with the 49ers plus four and a half. Good luck to you both. I want I want a listener to just get a long streak going. That would be awesome. Um, but if you don't, there are people in the waiting room. There are people looking to get your spot. So good luck to you both. And if you want to get on the listener pick segment, let us know and we'll put you on the wait list. DM us on Twitter or Instagram at OverborderPod. All right. Let's get into the bankroll challenge to recap. Cool. Two weeks ago, my tough stretch did not waver in the fucking bankroll challenge i went zero and four minus thirty dollars so i slid out of the first place slot down to 75 or 74 58 minus thirty dollars as i said i'm eight and 16 overall kyle went one and three minus fifteen dollars and 24 cents 10 and 13 overall with a bankroll at 71 73 and out of the clouds ryan but a beam two and one last week up three dollars his bankroll is now over a hundred dollars, hundred and five seventy-seven to be specific. He's five hundred ten ten and one. What a comeback story! But I can't wait till it all comes crumbling down. All right, to get into my picks for this week, I only have two. Like I said at the top of the show, treading lightly. I've got five dollars on the 49ers money line 
plus 174. Like I said when I gave out the spread earlier, I think that they're a tough, hard-nosed football team battling for a playoff spot against the Rams, who, yes, they're playing for to win the division, but this game doesn't mean as much to them as it does to the Niners. So give me the Niners' money line plus 174. Then I'm also going to put $5 on the Calgary Flames against the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're on the road. They're a good team. The Lightning are a good team. It's pretty versatile with all the COVID stuff. I'm just taking a flyer. Flames money line plus 125 for five. All right, on to my picks. You got to feel pretty confident in Justin when his reasoning is take a flyer. So, you know what? <laughs> take a flyer. I can't, I can't, I can't pick a front. winner to save my life right now. So, fuck it. Throw a dart. Hope one hits the board. Thanks, Although I can't uh, really talk. Um, last week, my bankroll challenge was tough. Obviously, one and three. Luckily, I can hide behind Justin's piss poor performance. But regardless, we need to bounce back. Three plays. First play, Red Wings money line plus 120. Putting $5 on that. I talked about that earlier. Love them at plus money against the Ducks. My next play, Indiana minus two against Ohio State. $5 on that. Talked about it earlier. I just think the home court advantage is going to do them well, and they're going to get that dub against Ohio. My last play, $10 on Cardinals minus six and a half against the Seahawks. Seahawks are going to get trounced by Kyler, Baby Shrek, they're going to roll them. Seahawks have looked brutal. Cardinals are playing for a lot on the line. I love the cards. Minus six and a half. Well, well, well. How things have changed. I don't know how, but we are now somehow leading. I'm going to keep it simple. Two plays. $10 both. Spread it across. Chiefs and Cardinals. The teaser, minus four and minus 0.5. As I said as, I've, as I just said, I think the Chiefs are going to stop the Broncos in the Cardinals' big game, big-time game against the Seahawks. I trust Kyler. And then we are going across the pond and into Germany for some Bundesliga action. Yes, soccer is back. If they're across the ponds and traveling around, it's back. Hoffenheim and Dortmund team total. Actually, let me rephrase that. Hoffenheim team total over one and a half. And Dortmund to score. And minus one, three, three, sprinkle it for 10. I might even turn that into a two you play over the weekend. So keep an eye out on Twitter. All right. Now for everybody's favorite segment. Well, I guess I should say my favorite segment because it's the only place where I can ever pick a winner. The lock of the week. Me and Ryan won last week. Kyle lost. That brings us to I'm seven and three. Ryan is five, four and one. And Kyle is six and four. So you kind of love to see it. I'm still. I think. I'm, it, I think it's been three or four straight weeks that we're at least two and one. Yeah. No. So we're we're actually we're actually killing winner. the lock of the week, which is a good sign because if you're not above 500, when you can pick any one game to be your favorite game of the week, we'd be in trouble as gamblers. So we're looking good as a podcast, and you love to see that. This week, I'm riding with Kansas City team total over 27 and a half. Are you telling me? That Patrick Mahomes playing for the one seed, playing for a bye with the firepower that the Chiefs offense has, isn't going to score four touchdowns against the Broncos. Give me a break. Give me Chiefs over 27 and a half. You already know where I'm going with this. You guys know we're rolling goddamn Eagles plus seven against the Cowboys. That is just way 
too many points. I don't care. You can call me a homer. I am a homer. However, I've been right about my team so many times. I've been telling you guys this. I've told you when they were going to lose. I've told you when they're going to win. Facts. Eagles plus seven is insane. They're playing at home. They have been rolling. They have the number one rush offense in the league. Their defense is top 10. Have you guys watched the Cowboys lately? They look terrible. They can't move the fucking ball. They can't move the goddamn ball for their lives. Dak looks like he's still fucking hurt. They're down Gallup already. They look brutal. The only thing they have going for them is their run game. The Eagles front will handle that. I'm not worried. Yes, their defense is good. The run game is going to win us this game. The Eagles at home plus seven. Too many points. I love it. Let's fucking go. Fly, Eagles, fly. It's the across the pond edition, and we're taking the train. You're taking a train across the pond? Does a train go across the pond? Well, train I'm already across the water, I'm, I'm a... boat on the boat on tracks. <laughs> train on the water, boat on the tracks. Leipzig team total over one and a half. Minus 128. They're playing mines. Bundesliga is back. Leipzig are a solid team at home. Are a solid team at home. Yeah, I said that right. Sounded weird in my head, though. They, they tend to score a ton. They'll concede, which is why I'm staying away from the money line. You can take them if you want. But ultimately, I can see this game finishing 2-1 or even 2-2. Give me the Leipzig team total over one and a half. All right. Well, as always, thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. Life's a gamble. So why not put some money on it? Yeah.